like it's just passed so quickly, doesn't it? Like it was just Easter. And just before that, it was just Christmas. And we've only just got, I know this has got nothing to do with our faith, but we've just got hot cross buns. And we've just got Easter eggs. And now I'm sure something else will, will, will come up, you know? Mother's, oh, Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Yeah, when's that? May. May. Oh, that's coming, isn't it? It's, it's very important. I won't say anything derogatory. I will not do anything like that. Not as important as Easter and Christmas, but certainly important. But anyway. <laughs> Praise God for the baptisms. That means we've had six baptisms in two weeks, amen? I love that. I, I get excited, even for those, for people like Stephen that are being baptised again, yeah? Because it, there's something happening in their spirit. Because we just don't get saved and then that's it. I think we get born again, born again, always born again. I think there's this forever you know, thing happening, transforming happening within us that we're being transformed into the image of Jesus with ever-increasing glory. And our relationship goes deeper and deeper and more and more intimate that sometimes things just pop and come to life. And so when people want to be baptised again, I'm like... Because I've, I've had different ministers from different denominations go, they've really been baptised. Is that even biblical? Well, show me where it's not. <laughs> you prove where it's not, and I won't. But until that time, let's celebrate with them while they're making a stand for Jesus. Amen? So I, I just love that. I, I love that we've had these people that are reminiscing over their lives. Because over the last month, I find that I've been just contemplating, remembering things. You know, I'm trying to... I've said to our board, you know that I'm trying to run at a different, different rhythm of life in relation to work, life, kids, all of that, just differently. I want, I want to do it differently. I don't want to miss the moments. And I was reminiscing about some of the old moments, like, like family holidays. Because often when we go to somewhere, we go to a, a, a timeshare-type resort, there's other families there. And, and I, I recently, and I was reminded because of Facebook, because those that use social media, you know when you post a picture or thought, and then three years later, six years later, ten years later, it comes up as a memory? I, I actually love those moments. Like, I just love them. It causes me to go back to see if there are any others in that Facebook world that they're storing. Because Mel and I were recently looking at a, at a picture of Samuel and Nathan when they were just so young. And like Mel does this, oh, they were so cute. They were cute once, it's true. <laughs> now they're men, so it's different. You can't use the same word. But it, it just got me thinking about one, one of the times when we were away in, in Mildura and there's these different families that were coming um, from different places, a couple from South Australia. They were all connected in some way. I think they were related. But my boys got to know them, and they got to know them really, really well. And there were some really young kids, boys and girls, and there were some boys and girls their age, and there were some girls that were older. I think that's probably where they were interested. I'm not sure. But they, they got to know the whole group, yeah? Don't look at me with shock and, and horror. I'm actually glad that they're looking at, at girls. Anyway, that's just a point. Throw that out there. Yeah, I said it. So here's my kids, and they're, they're playing, but they're playing so well that Mel and I don't even have to worry about it. Because they're competitive. They're so like their mother. They, 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 uh, uh, you see, you all know. So they, they're so, but when they're with, they were with these kids, and this has now happened over multiple years, because there was one year where they met them, but when we went back, you know, after COVID, those same families were there. And when we went there, again, those same families, less one, was there. So they, 
they've almost seen these kids grow up and they continue to spend time together, to play together. And their focus is just to have fun, to hang out. Mel and I, it means that Mel and I don't have to entertain them. We can just kick back and, and relax. And what I love is these two super right, competitive kids. I'm talking competitive. Right? If you see the wrestling in the house, you'll know by the holes in my plaster walls. There's two. Two. If anyone's a plaster, I've got two. Plaster in the house? No? That's a shame because one's almost a metre long. Anyway, um, well, they're getting taller. When they fall through, they leave a bigger mark, you know? It's not like they're small anymore. But, but the best of these kids brought out the best in my kids, you know? It, brought out, it actually brought out the best of them. And I, I can't help but think we've just gone through Easter and we've gone through the, that whole, you know, remembering what he did for us where he invited us into his family and people that are being baptised saying, I'm, I'm drawing a line in and saying, man, I am for real, I'm the real deal with Jesus. I can't help but think that that's what church is supposed to be like where different kids, young, old, tall, short, you know, fat, skinny, whatever it might be, that all of us together, like those, that eclectic group of kids that brought out the best in my boys, I can't help but think that maybe, just maybe, church is supposed to be like that that we're not supposed to be all the same. Some of us are supposed to be uglier than others and others are supposed to be better looking than others and others should be shorter and taller and different ethnicities and different languages. But together, all of that eclectic mix, that together we actually bring out the best in each other. Yeah? I mean, I, I have to believe for that. You know? There's a, a sense of family that happens when we're together and I think that is church. I, I firmly believe that that's church. It, supposed to be family and I've shared it here before that our conundrum here at Family Life Church is if one day yeah, we've got 150 people if one day we have 300 people if one day there's 500 how do we as a family continue to have that sense of togetherness and family and I think it has to start from now in us from the beginning that we never lose I guess the reality that we're supposed to be together. We're supposed to do life together. I love the fact that the disciples, you had, there was brothers there, there was fishermen there, they were, they were rough, you know. One was good with numbers, one was a thief, you know. They, they, they were an eclectic group. And, and even in that group, you had some that had faith. Let's walk on water. You had others that had no faith. We're going to drown, you know. Right? Like, even in that group that was with Jesus, they were all different. There were some that were angry, the sons of thunder. There were some that were competitive, like my boys, you know. Like, this total different group. There were some that were confused. You know, they were so confused they even uttered words like, who is this? Who is this guy that even speaks to the wind and it listens? Yeah? I mean, some of them had doubts. I don't even believe that he rose again. Show me the holes. Yeah? Yet together they brought out the best in each other, didn't they? They were just ordinary people like us, like you and me. And yet, yet they managed to come together and do life together. It's so frustrating. I know we all have seasons. I know that we can live in this church today and in this church tomorrow and this church the next day. And over our lifetime, there could be three, could be two, could be four, could be five, depending on where you travel. But, man, we're not supposed to just jump from church to church because we don't like what's happening there. We're supposed to connect with that people who have the same spirit within them and the best in them will bring out the best in us. 
But if we're not looking at their best and all we can see is their worst and so we're running to the next place, all you're going to find, all we're going to find is the worst in people. Yeah, that's not the way it's meant to be. The best in them brought out the best in each other and that's what church should be like, amen? And, and I, I need to set the foundation for that because we're family life church and we cannot forget what our foundation is. We can't, we can't build unless we have a firm foundation. And that's for each and every one of us. Those of us that are here, those that are watching at home, we need to know what this place is, what it stands for, what its heartbeat is, what its DNA is. So as it grows, you don't say things like, oh, why did they do that? You'll know. Yeah? You'll know. You'll just know. You'll know why we do things. You know, have you ever wondered why the Lord brought so many different people together? And even when you read Luke 10.1, not only does he bring the, 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 the 12 together, then in Luke 10.1 he says, The Lord now chose 72 other disciples yeah, and sent them ahead in pairs to all the towns and places he'd planned. I know that you and I, we do that for accountability. We have to today. Like today, legislation today, I'm telling you, they don't teach you all of this stuff in seminary and Bible college. But for accountability, we do things in twos. Yeah? But back then, maybe the reason is the same that I saw and I witnessed with my boys, that they, they're different, but together they bring out, as they go out in pairs, they bring out the best in each other. Maybe the 12 were good, but 72 are even better because now there's even more of a mix. And where there's more of a mix, there's more difference, and where there's more difference, the best in them bring out the best in each other. I just wonder. Different upbringings brings out the best in each other. Some of you would never know what a lasagna is unless you met someone with ethnicity or someone down the track got a cookbook written by some ethnic. Some of us would never know what you know stir-fry is unless we met somebody different. Yeah? Some of us would never know what meat and three veg is. Jeez, I wish I didn't know sometimes. Like, like, but unless we met, you know, People of different ethnicities, different cultures, differences, yeah? Because the best in us brings out the best in all of us, amen? Man, even when it comes to something as simple as that, you know, maybe the reason that Jesus did that, maybe he went from 12 to 72, is simply so that they could experience life together as family, yeah? Just a thought. With all their ups, with all their downs, getting to know one another, like truly getting to know one another. So often in church life, doesn't it pain you that when you get to know the, the worst in people or some of the downs in people, that that's enough for some to say, well, you know, I can't hang out with them. Instead of it bringing out the best in us where we love on them, yeah, and come alongside them and help bring out the best in them, isn't that what a family should do? I mean, that, that should be this place. I know that it's this place. You know, the boys, when they were in Mildura, <laughs> even now, when we were there last year, they planned, are you guys coming again next year? Yeah, we think so. What dates? I think it's the same dates. Even then, the boys, so the boys had a focus to have fun to play. The disciples had a focus and it was Jesus. You and I have a focus. It's the Lord, yeah? It's the Lord. You know, many years ago, our newsletter used to be called The Logos. Because we want to make sure that in Christian circles we name things that are so religious that people from outside get scared by it. <laughs> right, so let's call our newsletter the Logos because everyone that ever gets it 
will know. Like, there's always a good intent, yeah? But sometimes I don't think we think. It's like some churches, you know, oh, it's the apostle, reverend, evangelistic, disciple, prophet of St. Mary of God, and the, and the name is so big, and they wonder why no one walks through the door. Hello? Let's call it church, you know? Call it the house of God. Just make it simple. Let's not scare people. But I wrote in our logos, in our newsletter, years ago, years, years ago. It's probably, I reckon, 2013 or 14. 14 probably. I wrote this. I see a church where people can come and be planted in the house. I see a church where people can come and grow in the Lord. I see a church where people can come and discover their authentic and original design as sons and daughters of God. So for those of you that may have a theology that I don't agree with, you are not a sinner. You were a sinner that has now been saved by grace. And now that you've been saved by grace, you're seated in heavenly places with him as a son and daughter of God. Do you have the propensity to still sin? Yes. Just like someone who's given up smoking still has the propensity to pick up a cigarette and smoke. It doesn't mean that he's a smoker again. Yeah? So I see a church where people can come and discover their authentic and original design. I see a church where people can come and grow in friendship and true relationship. True relationship more, is more than a, hey, there you go. Yeah, it's more than that. It's actually more than that. I see a church where the overflow of whose we are and who we are changes the community around us. I see a church where we do life with Father God and with each other. I see a church that brings glory to his name. I see a church where people can come and find and be family. Isn't that us? Isn't that what you and I, isn't that what we should desire? To see a church that fulfills all of that? I think every church should be aiming to fulfill that. It's not about the bums on the seats, though that's good. It means tithes and offerings will be more. Woohoo! Yeah, great! We won't struggle in our finances. But I would rather see a church that fulfills all of this because I know then that not only are people being discipled, but more than being discipled, because disciples just a set of disciplines and really for disciplines, right? It's about spiritual formation. It's a place where people are spiritually formed into the image of Jesus. I mean, our vision, Family Life Church, is to be a safe place for all people, to be restored and revealed for his glory. So if you're not sure what these are, let me make it very clear. All right. See these? They're, out on the, they're in the foyer just as you come in the door. There's a big one for those that can't see like me, and there's a small one for those that don't wear glasses. Yeah? And what it has on it is our vision. Why does it have our vision on it and only our vision? It's so that you can stick it on your fridge. It's so that you can frame it and put it up on the wall in your house. It's so that when people come and they read it and go, what is that? You can share the heartbeat and DNA of the church. Amen? That's our vision, yeah? So if you don't have one, grab one. Why? Because I paid for them. Church paid for them. Your tithes and offerings paid for them. We give them impacts to all the visitors. All the visitors get one. All the guests that are calling this home get one. So if you're a happy part of the church, you should have one on your fridge. One that says that, to be a safe place for all people. To be restored, revealed for his glory. I mean, that's what they're for. Use them. If you need a magnet, I'll even buy you one. But get one. And then, and then, and then, if you're wondering... 
We have on the bench, and I've just, Jen, wherever you are, I've just put some back on the bench out there because there was none there. But there's these little cards. If you won't see them where they're at, what you will see is the three gold circles at the bottom. Those three gold circles say three complimentary coffees. No, they're not for you. They're for our guests. What it has on it is our website that is actually currently being finalised, our new one under Family Life Church, but it's also got our service time and our address. So if you'd like and you want some, I've got 500 of these. Take these. Use these as an invitation for your friends. Give it to them and on the back it says welcome. You can write all your details on it. Yeah? Eventually, we'll have some bookmarks that you can use too. But for now, use that because if you think this place is a family, then invite people to family. Invite them to family. And you know what? You can actually say, why don't you come along to church and get a free coffee? Or here, take this. It'll give you three free coffees. Oh, where's that? I have my local church family. However you want to word it, if you want to invite your friends, use that. You may as well. Every time there's a guest here, we run out and we give, the, give, give them one of these while they're here so we can say, why don't you just go up to the counter? Because one, what it does is, one, they get a, a nice coffee, not a cheap Nescafe, right? No offence to those that drink that powdery, non-believable, not real coffee stuff. But what it does is it also keeps them in the house so that they can fellowship and get to know us. Because when people get to know you, you, not me, not the board, not the others. When they get to know you, they get to know family. And every member of the family has a role to play. Every member of the family is important. Whether you're young, you're old, whether you've been here a short time or a long time, when people get to know you, it's you that cause people to stay. That's the church that I see. That's why we celebrate Easter, because Christ invited us into this space. Yeah? Well, some of you are so somber. Really? Is it like that in your homes? Like, oh my goodness, there's always noise in our house. There's laughter, there's crying, sometimes too much crying, sometimes hysterical crying, and then more laughter, and then wrestling in movies. There's, there's always noise, because it's family. You know, I thought for a time that this was a vision that I came up with. I thought that it was a vision that our elders, our boards, and a group of us came together and formed in 2019. I really believe that this was our brainchild. This was us, man. We did it. We did it. We finally nailed the prophetic destiny of this house. We got it. We find, we've been able to put it into words. It's so succinct and so, so clear. It's, it, it's now become what we dream of. It's our vision. And even though all of that is true, we did come together, we did plan, we sifted through years of stuff, prophetic words, things from the past, 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 all sorts of stuff, and that's what we came up with. Even though all of that is true, it's not only what I see or what we see, it's not only what we dream, it's not only our vision, I'm actually realising that what we're seeing, what we're dreaming, what's now our vision, is actually what God sees for this place. It's his footprint on this house. It's his prophetic utterance and prophetic destiny over this place. And it'll be different everywhere you go because every house has a prophetic destiny the Holy Spirit speaks in and you've got to find that. They've got to find that and then you've got to run with it and you've got to bring it to, you've got to somehow birth it to the best of your ability. Mike's falling apart, but that's okay. You know, I see what the church is and what it could be, and that's family. I see God's heart. When I, when I look at us, I see family. I see heart. 
Why do I say family? Because some of you irritate me. Amen. Because there are times when my family irritate me. But then I also love you all because I'm in love with my family. And there are some times that we get along really well and, and we're on the same page and other times not so well and I want to upslap you like a gangster. Yeah? Do you know what I mean? Like That's all of us, all of us, because we're all different. We're all different. So what I'm saying is you should all experience these same emotions when you spend time with each other. Sometimes you're going to irritate each other. Sometimes you're going to rub each other up the wrong way. But other times you're going to come away so encouraged, so excited because you know you're with people that you love regardless of the things that might rub you up the wrong way. Yeah. I don't like the way everyone dresses here. Some of you don't like the way that I dress. That's okay. Some of you are wrong. But the point is, it's not about that. It's that we love each other. It's family. So if it can actually happen in my family, with my boys, with my girls, with my wife, with my mum and dad when he was alive, with my brother and sister, if it can happen in my family, then it can happen in this family. Amen? Why are we so shocked and almost, um, what's the word, uh, what's the bait of Satan about offence? Why are we so offended? When someone in this house rubs us off, uh, up the wrong way. Why are, why are Christians like that? It's like that everywhere. It's in workplaces. It's everywhere. We've got to rise above it and be Jesus. Amen? And actually be family because it's his desire. This setup, you and I, this is his plan. This is his gig. Man, this is the, the, the painting that he painted. And it's all for his glory. An eclectic group of people, different walks of life. Yeah? I mean, the disciples were able to put aside all their differences and journey closely together. I love the fact that we're doing that more and more and more and more. But I, I'm telling you, hear my words, God will bring people that are more and more different. Oh, I can't wait for that. He's going to bring people that are more and more broken. Why? Because you know what? We're all broken. Some of us, we're just on the road to recovery and repair in God because he's making us brand new. Everyone that walks in the door is broken. Some people it's evident, but some people not so much. But regardless, that means they're going to be different and have a different opinion. You know? Well, I can't see God as father. Well, my father was terrible. That's okay. See him as mother. There's enough scripture in the Old Testament to suggest he's got a feminine side. I'd go as far as to say he's neither male nor female, even though we call him father, because he's a spirit. Male and female, he created them in his image. He's both. You know, this is a dream that he's placed on our hearts, and it's become ours. I love this. 2 Timothy 1.9 For God so saved... God, for God saved us so and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because this was his plan from before the beginning of time to show us his grace through Jesus Christ or through Christ Jesus. Before the beginning of time, it was his plan to show us grace. Before the beginning of time, it was his plan to restore us as sons and daughters of God. Before the beginning of time, it was his plan to bring us back into family. 
before the beginning of time, it was his purpose, his idea to have us seated with him in heavenly places. Before the beginning of time. Before you and I even breathed a breath of life and started to stuff up. Yeah, it was his plan. Fellow believers, to have us as brothers and sisters, to, before the beginning of time, it was his idea to create family. All of us. Yeah? And I love this thought, especially for those that like John Wick, so many of you won't and don't know it, but it was his plan before the beginning of time to give us a seat at the table. Like for the John Wick fans, you just got it. For those that don't watch John Wick, don't. You might not like it and you'll question my Christianity. Though it's an awesome movie. Where else can you watch 150 people die? Like, just like that. Like, so good. Anyway, it was his plan before the beginning of time to give us a seat at not just the table, but his table. So now when we read Psalm 23, verse 5, you prepare, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my, my enemies. The emphasis here has to be the word prepare. Prepare. He actually got ready. He knew before the beginning of time that he was going to invite us into that place. If you've got a big family and you're organising a Christmas lunch or dinner or an Easter celebration, you prepare. Who's cooking what? Who's bringing what? How much do I need? Sometimes we'll set the table a day before, a couple of days before, or in a rush that morning. Yeah, But we prepare. He prepared. Like you, We've got to sit down and think, I was a sinner. While I was a sinner, he sent his son to die on a cross. While I was a sinner, he prepared a table for me before my enemies. While I was a sinner, he was actually planning to give me a seat at this table. And he prepared it. He laid it out. He put out the plates, the crockery. He organised the food. He organised every, every course, from the entree to the main, to the dessert and everything in between. He organised the wine, because, like, hello, there was wine then, so oh, it wasn't fermented yet, yeah, good on you. I'm suggesting it probably was a lot of the time. So he got the wine ready. It was probably from the Pyrenees, from Summerfield, a beautiful Shiraz from 2017, something. He prepared it for you and I. For those that like... Canotto, Coke, whatever it is that you drink at home, a, a cup of tea with a squeeze of hints of lemon and ginger, right? Whatever it is, he prepared it there for you before the beginning of time. Before that, he was so intent. And, 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 and the, the mystery is this, because he prepares a table before us, all of us, in the presence of our enemies. When I look at the table, it's my table. When you look at the table, it's your table. Yet when I walk to it, there's a seat for me. And when you walk to it, there's another table with a seat. But when we look, it, it's like a mystery that goes on and on. It's a little bit like the TARDIS in Doctor Who. You walk into a, 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 you know, a shoebox, really a phone booth. Yet when you walk in, it's four-dimensional and it goes like some of you. I've lost some of you. You've got to watch Doctor Who as well. Really, come on, guys. Television, I'm telling you, TV speaks about God everywhere. you just got to look for it. <laughs> Before the beginning of time, he desired to have us as family. Easter, we just celebrated Easter. People just got baptised, yeah, because they, they want to declare that they are a part of God's family. Easter is all about family. 
It's all about family. It's all about gathering together. It's all about celebrating. It's all about being with one another. It's, Easter's all about doing and sharing and experiencing life together. Some of my most precious moments walking with the Lord is walking with a brother or sister when they share a revelation that they have and then it just rings home. You know, when someone writes a song and then we get to sing that and experience that together. Man, that's why he brought us together because what the gift that he placed on, in this case, on Lockie, we, then get, we got to share that this morning. No one else, well, those that are watching at home did. I'm hoping he works out a way to actually record it, put it on Spotify so I can send it to all my friends. Listen to this. Listen to this. I can't wait till I hear about another church saying, oh, we picked up this song on Spotify by a Lockie Searle. So good. Listen to it. We've been playing it at our church. Hey, dude, that guy comes to our church. So, na 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 we did it first. You know, I, I love the fact that we do life together. We experience things together. Ross comes and picks me up in his Pontiac Parisian. The things, the, the biggest, longest car you've ever seen in, in the world. Like you could fit a family of 27 in there comfortably. And that's just in the boot space. Yeah. Like, see, he comes and all I hear is, that's what it sounds like, a big V8. He accelerates, but the car doesn't go anywhere. It just sounds good, yeah? <laughs> and you even notice the old speedos. When you had a dial, they went up quicker. But you know the, the old long ones? It sort of went, it's just weird. You know, it feels like you're going slower. He loves the car. I don't. <laughs> I, love, I love the red seats. I'm telling the seats are like a lounge. No wonder why they change it to these bucket seats that, that fit you and supposed to be more comfortable. They're terrible. I could sleep while I drive his car. That's how good they are. It's just like, oh yeah. You know, just, I'm not in love with it the way he is. But you know what? I get to experience it. I get to experience it because that's the love that he has. And as we do life together, I get to jump in his car. And I get to go for a drive in a car that I think my Commodore's better. But I get to wind down the windows with my hand. Like, I had a cramp after the first two turns. I haven't done, haven't done this in years. Right? Not only does he have a side window, then there's a little triangle one. Do you remember those? That wind out. And I had to do it again. My fingers started to cramp like that. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then I had to put the belt on, and it's like, Ugh! it won't come, it won't come. He goes, oh, you've got to extend it. Like, extend what? The belt. There's no elastic. Anyway, I get to experience it. I get to drive down the street, and when, when he parks the car, People are in awe of that car. They're like, wow, that's, is that yours? That's awesome. When he takes off, people are looking. And I know he loves his car. And even though I don't like it, man, I love experiencing it with him. We're supposed to do life together. Yeah? Every part of it. Even laugh together about our nuances. I'm talking to one of my neighbours and I'm, and I'm laughing because his zucchinis have stopped growing. We're out of season. My zucchinis are still growing. Suffer in your jocks, man. Mine are still growing. But we're experiencing life together. Even though I stir him up, he has a laugh because mine are still growing. I've told him about these whirly bird things that I've put on his fig tree because I said, because I'm after your figs. 
I want figs from your tree, but the birds get them before I do, but I've got a plan. And so I'm experiencing life through his figs as well. We're supposed to do stuff together, laugh together. Easter, if anything, Easter is a, bat, is a statement to the world that we are part of God's family and he wants us to be all included. Amen? You know, I've wondered why God wanted us so badly when legitimately before him we are so broken. We are pieces of who we should be without him, yeah? And he creates birds, fish, animals, waters, clouds, sky, sun. He creates the entire universe and then, then, he creates us, you and me. You know, I believe that Father God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit created everything first so that you and I could share everything with him. And I love that thought. It may not be written on the, the papers of the Bible, the parchments of the Old Testament, but I'm so convinced that he created everything first so that we could share everything with him. He wants to include us in his life. We have to know that so that everyone that walks through the doors, he wants to include in his life, in our life. He wants to include everybody together. He wants us to be a part of everything in his family. The whole purpose of Father, Son and Holy Spirit is to bring us into a circle of life, if you will. Yeah, A shared life. Think of it like this. God's not alone, is he? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah? God's not alone. And uh, I, I, I love the movie. For those that don't like it, sorry. I love the movie The Shack. You know, I love some of the pictures it depicts. The questions it gets stirring in your mind and your heart. Yeah? But particularly the way that the Father, Son and Holy Ghost operate together. I, I love some of it and I watched it on, just on my own uh, in the last 24, 48 hours over you know, a couple of sittings. I just needed to do it. Mel doesn't like to watch the beginning because the beginning's quite horrific when a father loses a child and then it's his journey. You know? And so that's quite, that just, for her that can be traumatising. But I love the emotion of it and I love just to see how God wants us to be a part of his life. You know, there's one part where the person acting as God, you know, he, the, the main character says, why, why weren't you there? Why? why? Why did you leave me? Why did you leave Jesus? And, and the character that plays God just says, I was always there. I, I never left. You know, I felt all the pain, but evil ha has a consequence, you know. But just a picture that God was there. And I know that the Bible's, suggests and says that you know because Jesus bore sin God couldn't look at his son God could look at his son God just can't look at sin and I know that Jesus became sin for the world let's say he took on the sin of the world but there's this picture in the shack again not biblical I just like the the picture it draws and when the character says why did you leave Jesus and he goes oh no he goes the, the, the character says, you fail to understand the mystery of the Trinity. And she puts out her wrist and she's got a nail mark. He goes, you don't know how much it cost us. You don't know how much it hurt when my son chose to do that. 
in life, we're supposed to do life together where we share each other's experiences, our ups and our downs, yeah? We've got to bring people into that circle, into that place. Because if God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, if they do everything together, even that, they created the universe together, they talked together, they sat and sipped lattes together, then they created us together. They actually created us together. And the plan they have for us is that we would be together. Daddy created us so that what they have together could be shared with us. So that we could understand the mystery by doing life together. How can you people spend time together? You're so different. I know, right? Absolutely we are. I'm funny, they're not. They're good looking, I'm not. But together we've got Jesus as a focus. That's how we do life together. I've done this in church before. So here, let's pick on my kids. Come, Sam. Come, Im. Come, Nath. Come, Lyndon. Just for a second, yeah? I want to show you a picture. Is it this one? No, not that one. <laughs> First, Stephen tries to drown himself in the baptismal, and now this. Future over, bros. Okay, who should be God here? You can choose. Okay, <laughs> that sounds a lot for the rest of you. Anyway, um, no, no, I want Emmy to actually be one of us. So thank you, Emmy, stand here. Now, the reality is when we come to faith, we know the Holy Spirit lives within us. Yeah, but the truth is that not only does God live within us, the power that raised Jesus from the dead live within us, we are also in him, the Bible says, yes? So let me show you how it operates. Can Father, because of age... Son, because of height, and Holy Spirit, because you're colourful today. Can you guys just hold hands for a minute? So we are in him, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are inseparable. Right, now, Amy, go for a walk. Anyway, just walk. Amy, just stop for a minute. Just kneel down. Stand up. It doesn't matter where Amy goes, what she goes through. Walk back to the centre. Have a joyful skip. <laughs> now go through some pain. Pain. No, I didn't say run. I said pain. Go through some pain. You have to look like anguish. <laughs> All right. Thank you for the moment. Like, I'll call on you again. I promise. It, it doesn't matter what Amy goes through doesn't matter what joy, what pain, whether she's running from God, running from people, it doesn't matter because when we're in Him and He's in us, it's like that. Father, Son and Holy Spirit envelop us. And they want us to experience family like that. Like that where it doesn't matter what happens to us, there are those around us that can protect us. So I probably shouldn't have got you to sit down. Can you come back up again for a minute? And then um, 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 one, two, three, four, that'll do for now. So can we do the same thing again? So person, believer, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, hold hands. Yep. And then I'm, yep, one, two, three, four, come on. And Sal, can you guys hold hands around them? I want to show you how this works, right? 
So now this is the family of believers, so in the walk. This is how it should work. She's walking in the Lord. The Lord is within her, yeah? And she is in Him, yet she's doing life with a family of believers that also believe in Jesus. So it's almost like the picture of a proton, yeah, and Adam, because really around each of these people should be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and around them should be the family of believers, because wherever she goes, God goes, and wherever God goes, the family of believers go. This is how it's supposed to look, like a giant Adam that keeps growing. But does that make any sense to people? So just walk over here. She's going through pain, so we know that God's there. God allows things to happen. He doesn't cause them, but because of the family that's around her, she has support. So even if she falls, there are people there that can catch her. Amen? We're supposed to do life together. That's what Easter's about. Easter's not about getting upset because we move the communion table from the left side to the right side, or because we don't play hymns, or because we don't have an organ. It's about doing life together in Jesus' name. And you know what's really funny about what they're doing now that's totally unscripted? Because she's just being herself. But the people around her are laughing. And just they're laughing, they're smiling, yeah? Why? Because when we do life together, even the toughest things become easier, yeah? Become easier. What does the enemy want to do? I'll show you what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to, and this is what the enemy does through pain. Pain comes, so wants to, wait, just don't fight me yet. (laughs) And the enemy through pain wants to separate us just for a moment. I know you don't want to, but come this way, come this way, come this way. Come, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Keep running. But and, and then tries to separate us from the family of God that's there to support us because I write on social media that you and I were created to be loved and when we're unloved it's like clipping the wings of a bird that can't fly and so the enemy wants to separate the connection you have with the body of believers because then you stand alone and when you're alone even though God's there who's ever felt alone as a believer? Because sometimes we're supposed to be in communion with people, yeah? Thank you. Put your hands together. We're supposed to spend time. That's why Baxter Kruger in his book, The Great Dance, I think it's a brilliant book, The Great Dance, he wrote this, It's no accident that when the Apostle Paul was grappling with the eternal purpose of God for humanity, he chose the word adoption to describe it. The basic idea of adoption is to include. It means that the one who is foreign outside the family circle is drawn in grace and love within the family circle. And the purpose of that act of adoption is so that the outsider can share in the family's life. We're supposed to share in each other's lives. All of that song and dance was to say we're supposed to share in each other's lives. We're supposed to invite people into this space. We're not supposed to be a holy club that's just for us and have some fun. We're supposed to actually open our arms and our doors and our hearts to others that walk into this place. And whether they're passing through, which happens, or whether they come and stay, they're part of our family. Totally part of our family. A family that was God's whole plan from the beginning of time. God's whole plan for us to share in the goodness that's him. And I love that. I can't think of a better picture 
for what I want a church to be. You know, Daddy doesn't want a single one of his creation to feel left out. And yet pain and the enemy does so much to separate us from the family of God. How can I say that? Because I know that when we're hurting, the easiest thing, the fight or flight, you know the way our mind works, the first thing that most people do, because it's the safest, is to remove themselves from a situation, remove themselves from a body of people, and to be alone until I'm right. I understand there are seasons, but the enemy wants to keep us there alone, outside of the family of God. And God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is walking everywhere we go, trying to get us to some of his family that can help us with a word of wisdom, with an act of goodness, with an act of kindness. Yeah, Someone that's just there at the right time that says the right thing, even when they don't know it. Yeah, ever had that happen? Someone speaks into your life and they just say something and bang, wow, that's what you just said. That was for me. I needed to hear that. He's brought us together and he had it planned before the beginning of time. You know, I, I want to finish with this because I, I just want to encourage us to seek family. Why don't we stand? And, and this, I, I have to say this, because this is not criticism I, I, I've shared before. It's an observation. I'm an observer. I observe things, yeah? In this house, right, we are so supposed to be included and, and include people. That's why our vision is to be a safe place for all people, regardless. Regardless, yeah? When people come here, I never, ever refer, and if I have, it's a slip of the tongue, refer to people that are here, that are visiting here as visitors. I never say, welcome to our visitors. You know why? Visitors go to theme parks. I'm telling you, hear me, language is important. Yeah? Christ didn't come because I was a sinner to deal with my sin. Christ came and died because he wanted to restore me into family. He loved me first and as a consequence he dealt with sin so that that could happen. Love first. Language is important. So when, we refer, when I refer to people, I don't call people visitors because how many visitors do we have today? Oh, 15 through the gate, 20 through the gate, 5 through the gate. No, no. For me, people that walk through this door, they're guests. Why? Because a guest is who I invite into my house. You are my guest. So, hey, if you're a guest in the house today, we welcome you. Thanks for being here with us. You know? Isn't that important? So, as a family, we need to, I guess, embrace the guests. And we need to see the guest in each and every one of us. Because all of us, at times, feel like we don't belong or we don't fit in. The truth is, once we know that there's a people that love us, and that it accepts us, we'll belong wherever we are. Yeah? And when we know that we're a guest in that place, if you're a guest in my house, pretty much, you know, my house is your house. You know, like, yes, of course I'll serve you. Absolutely. But if you were to get up and say, hey, do you mind if I just grab myself a glass, a glass of water? I'd never say no. I'd say, of course. Can I just grab something from the fridge? Absolutely. How rude. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Like, if we're guests, it's important. Our language is important. I know it can be daunting, really daunting, but it's a starting place for you and I 
if we can be vulnerable, if we can be real, you know, I'm, even today, hey, didn't we ha- we celebrated two baptisms? Now, didn't we have a bit of a chuckle when Steve was mucking around that he was dr- drowning? Now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know if it's not anyone here, it's somebody at home, you know, how could they disrespect the baptism? No, we didn't disrespect the baptismal. We're a family. And if you see the stuff that happens in my house, we're not disrespecting each other, we're just doing life together. You know? When I, no pictures, when I run naked down the hallway just to get to the bathroom and my son goes, Oh, Dad! And I stop. No, I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm not doing it to offend him. Yeah? But we're just doing life. And today, it, whether, it was, whether you believe it was inappropriate or not, it was funny. But the point is, he still very much declared his love for Jesus. Very much declared why he was being baptised. And so did Anita. I love Jesus. I've always believed in him. That laugh was because that's how God created us, to experience life together in the same way that the Father, Son and Holy Spirit experience life together. You know, I don't know about you, but I long to hear, hear people say about this place, Family Life Church, Psalm 122, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Yeah? Amen. So let's pray. Why is church so important? Because we're created to be loved and we need people around us that will love us. Amen? Amen. So Father, do your work in this place. Continue to cultivate that sense of family. I thank you for the example, God, of the, the resurrection. I thank you that in that you invited us into a space and place that made no sense. You opened up the Holy of Holies for us. You set a table before us. You prepared a seat at the table for each and every one of us. Lord, before we even existed, God, Father, you did that. And we just say thank you. Help us to be a people that include those that are around us so that we might love them, so that they know that they're accepted, that they might walk into a place where there they can build a relationship with you, Father where you can speak to them, where you can speak into their hearts. Father, I thank you, God, for this house. I thank you for this family. I thank you, God, for those that have supported and helped and cheered on and praised and carried and picked up, God, the times that I've fallen, Lord God, the times that I've needed people, Lord. I thank you for those that have been there. And I pray, Lord, that each and every one of us would be there for each and every one of us. We thank you for this Sunday together. We thank you, Lord, for a truly inspired vision that, Father, we believe comes from you to be a safe place for all people that we might be restored into our original design as sons and daughters and then revealed to the world for your glory. So, God, receive all the honour that you deserve. Receive all the praise that you deserve. We just love you. We love you. We love you. And all these people said, Amen. Amen. So hey, let's be family in Jesus' name. Amen.